The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. And thank you, Emily. We appreciate you introducing us today and giving us our disclaimer, and we are serious about that disclaimer. Uh, if you hear something that you don't agree with on this radio program, that's perfectly fine. We welcome that. You can email us if you want, and that's Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at the view from a pew. And we'd love to have your email, and we'd love to talk to you about some of the topics we talk about. This week, we're talking about the meaning of the cross, and we have gotten uh, into some of the bad news and the good news. But now it's a search for assurance, and that happens in every one of our uh, show topics this week. But this one uh, today on this Tuesday is going to be pointed at legalism. Now tell me what that means. Well, legalism is about trying to substitute something else to satisfy God, something else in the place of our faith relationship with God. The reason that, that this is important to look at it is because a lot of Christians go this direction. In fact, I'd suggest that the majority of Christians at one time in their life have tried to substitute legalism in a faith relationship. Again, the bad news is we're sinners, and we even have this tendency to sin, and God doesn't take that away at the time of our faith relationship, when we come to Christ. Okay, so we've got that. We deal with that. The Holy Spirit points it out. We feel guilty about it. So we look for assurance. Okay, I, the good news is Christ has saved me through my faith in him. That's good. But now I got to have assurance that this won't change, you know, that I'll, you know, not only now I'll have, uh, have eternal life, but in the future I'll continue to have eternal life. And so what can I do to show God that I'm good enough to go to heaven? <laughs> and so I, I try to show God that I'm really a good person. Thank you for forgiving me and giving me a new heart. But, but I want to show you now, Lord, that I, I'm a good person. And I, and I do all these good things. And this is a problem that Christians get into. And, and they, they do it uh, many times because it, the desire is to have that assurance, you know, that I can clearly say, well, yeah, look at all these things that I did. So therefore, for sure, I'm going to heaven. Yeah, and for those of you that were wondering about uh, the term once saved, always saved, uh, we are going to talk about that this week. So uh, continue to listen on your radio station or continue to go to youtube.com uh, and just put in the view from a pew. Uh, this week, all of our programs, all of our daily programs will be in one long program on the webcast. So you can stop it and restart it anytime you want. Uh, but we are discussing the meaning of the cross this week. And my special co-host, uh, Elmer, uh, Elmer, I'm sorry, Delmar Austin uh, is finally back from vacation. How much weight did you lose? You look like you <laughs> lost 20. I, I don't think that much 
at all. I don't know if I, I haven't weighed lately, so I don't know. But uh, I was down in Florida for part of that time, and I was with my son, and he gets me into training programs. And so hopefully that had an effect. Well, did you did, did you do it this morning, whatever he taught you? No. I no. blew it already. <laughs> no hope. Yep. All right, so let's talk about some of the legalism that goes with uh, a problem that Christians have, including myself, and that is proving to God that I'm okay. Proving to God that you're worthy of the salvation that he's given to you. I want to look at it biblically, okay? okay? So we have, in the Old Testament, we have Israel at Mount Sinai, right? And at Mount Sinai, we know the big event was the giving of the Ten Commandments. God actually announces those Ten Commandments, and everyone hears. And as Israel hears those things, their reaction is this. All that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient, right? They say it. Okay, Lord, you want us to do these things? We got it. We're good. But that they never did. But they didn't right away. Moses is up in the mountain just uh, shortly after, and what do they do? They make an idol, the golden calf, they bow down to it. They didn't realize you know, they're, they're kind of naive. They don't realize how far their lives are away from where God wants them to be. Gee. They're not, they're not recognizing their sin. Kind of sounds like today. Yeah, it kind of sounds like today. Yeah, okay. And, and uh, this, this reaction is failing to understand the problem of sin that we have in, this, in, the, in our lives. Now, Israel, later on, Israel's been established in the land. Israel goes into captivity, right? The Babylonians take them, and they go away into captivity. Now, this is terrible because the land of of Canaan is left deserted for the most part, and uh, they're carried away working as, as slaves in Babylon. So, some of the leaders during this time say, if we ever go back again, if we ever get out of captivity, we're going we're gonna to be different. <laughs> the reason we went into captivity, we were not faithful to God. We didn't listen to him. We didn't obey him. So from now on, we're going to follow God and we're going to do all the things that he wants us to do. This is during the time that the Jewish writings, the Talmud, the Mishnah, are originated. These are rabbinical writings, and they are are for the purpose of making sure that we have everything outlined, everything explained, so we never do anything wrong again. It sounds like Leviticus. It's kind of like Leviticus, but it's even in greater detail than that. Wow. All right. And and they they want to know all this so that they can do it perfectly. But, so they can do it perfectly. But of course, again, that's really naive. They're not seeing the depth of the problem of sin that they have in their lives. Where did they get the message, what prophet or whatever, uh, that their deeds, <clears throat> excuse me, that their deeds would never be good enough? Well, they had been told by the prophets in Old Testament time before captivity that the reason that they were going into captivity, the reason that God allowed the Assyrians and the Babylonians and others to defeat them was because they were being unfaithful. And they were. 
They were they were getting into idolatry. They were getting they were very became a very unjust society, and God was angry with them. And He told them through the prophets, and uh, He allowed them to go into captivity. But now they think that the the way that they're going to solve all this is they're just going to be better now. And, and we're going to make sure to the nth degree that we're doing everything right. But what happens is, you know, they're not only looking at God's law, they're, they're creating all kinds of man-made laws. Yeah, religion. And this, <laughs> well, well, it's human religion. Yeah, man, man's religion. And, and what happens is, uh, you know, Jesus comes along and they've got all these rules written out. And that's why you constantly see Jesus conflicting with the Pharisees because he doesn't listen to their, their rules. They have all these rules. And it, one of the, the well-known passages is in Mark chapter 7 and where they come to him and they say, hey, why don't you wash hands before you have meals? Your disciples are not going through a ritual kind of washing of hands that the, all the Pharisees require. Why aren't you doing that? And uh, he says, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out, right? Yeah. And, and he, what he's talking about is traditions. They've made all these traditions. In fact, they will violate a command of God so that they can keep their tradition. That's the point that he's trying to make. But, but as human beings, we all fail. We fall short of the glory of God, even in a saved relationship with Jesus, we're still imperfect. We still sin at times. And it's not by writing a list of rules that is going to make us right with God and then to go around and saying, oh, look at us. We are, we are so good. Look at all the things we do. Now, if you're listening uh, for the very first time to this program, and I know there is someone out there, uh, we haven't gone bonkers. We understand that because of Jesus' death on the cross that our, our, our things that we do, our works, uh, don't get us into heaven. Uh, but this was the belief of the original. Israelites, thank you. The religious leaders of Israel, at least, were teaching those kind of ideas. Yeah, back before uh, Jesus even came. And uh, you and I both know that Jesus changes everything. So this is not only uh, the meaning of the cross all week long, but it's also uh, helping us understand why our forefathers, meaning the Israelites, uh, just couldn't get this figured out. And one of them was they, they, they wanted to follow man's law. They wanted to please each other. One of the best uh, parables that Jesus tells is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. They both go to the synagogue to pray. And the Pharisee looks up to heaven and says, Thank you, God, that I am not like other men. And the tax collector beats himself on the chest. Yeah. And says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, right? Correct. And it's, it's this total different attitude that they have. And Jesus, or, or the gospel tells it this way, he, that Jesus tells the story because there were some who trusted in themselves and despised others. And one of the, one of the big problems with legalism 
is that always comes along with it is judgmentalism. Yeah. I start judging everybody else. I get my list and I say, okay, I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to please God in all these ways. And then I'm going to show, you know, not only am I good for heaven, but I'm better than you, Mac. You know, I'm, I'm way up higher on the list than you are. I mean, this is what this is what happens to us, and and the reason that we go this direction or we're tempted to go this direction, is because we're looking for some kind of assurance. We still are trying to outthink God and say, "Okay, I'm saved by faith. I'm saved by my walk in faith, but I got to show God that I'm good enough." And so I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be better at this Christian walk than anybody else. And therefore, I'm going to deserve salvation. And in what, what we really learn in the Bible is that we are judging people based on uh, what man says is right or wrong. And also what God is saying is right or wrong. But I don't think Jesus ever wanted us to be judgmental. I, I I used to be judgmental when he first mugged me. Oh man, now I'm reading scripture and I know who Jesus is and I got the Holy Spirit. I can tell you what you're doing wrong. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You're, you're not doing all these things I'm doing. Yeah, and uh, you probably know this story, but one day I I said something on the radio, uh, which was somewhat judgmental, and I got a call from a friend of mine, and she was weeping. And she said, Mac, your job is to only share the good news of the gospel. It's not to judge other people. And I went to one of my pastors, and I said, is it my job to just preach the gospel, or is it my job to enforce the gospel? And he, uh, she said, he said to me, God's a big dude. He can take care of himself. Amen. Yeah, and that was kind of the moment in my uh, worshiping that I realized Jesus did not send me here to be judgmental and point my fingers. Uh, and so I try to do that less and less. And you can see that in people. You yeah. can see that, that in people that they don't get themselves all sideways with something. Mac, I have a friend who's also into uh, athletic ability and and, uh, a lot of training, and he's on Facebook, and I see his posts a lot. And one of the things that he says on a regular basis is keep grinding. In other words, go and, and work out, work hard, keep grinding. And a lot of people think that's what the Christian life is. Just keep grinding, keep working real yeah. hard. It's not by our works that we are saved. It's not by our works that we get better. It's through our faith in Jesus. We thank you for joining us today. This is The View from a Pew. We'll be back tomorrow at this time. And by the way, if we're not, you can find us. We're with Jesus.